holiday season already. So deep that I haven't actually bought my first holiday gift yet, but what are you going to do? Welcome to being disappointed by Brian Oak. And that being said, it is the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for uh, listening, for finding us. We are available on Spotify. We're available on iHeartRadio. We're available on Apple. The only place you can find us so we can play music, and we intend to play a lot of music this evening. Um, it's, uh, it is the holiday season, and we have a wonderful guest tonight who I really enjoy talking to. She is bright. She's dangerous. I always feel a little uncomfortable around her because she keeps me on my toes, which is kind of my favorite thing. But before we get to talking to tonight's guest, Colleen Cruz, I want to share one very brief story and an artist that means a great deal to me. And you may laugh. You may think it's a joke. You may think it's silliness. But I'm not kidding at all. In fact, my daughter and I are going to see him very soon. In fact, in just the next couple of weeks here right in town. But this story deals with Walmart. Now, when you're the size of Walmart, it's easy to make a bad choice. It's easy to make a a slight mistake where you're like, "Man, whatever, what are you going to do? You're, I mean, you're, Sean, am I wrong? I mean, you're dealing with hundreds of millions of people. You're the largest retailer on the planet. They have market research people on top of market research people, not literally. But. Of course they do, but it does not mean they know who... The, you know, the the cranberry vampire is. It doesn't mean they know who Riff Raff is. Riff on the blade, candy marmalade, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't. But then again, I have pretty good taste. Well, well <laughs> Walmart is saying they're sorry for making available a Christmas sweater with an apparent drug reference. Now, it's one thing to damn a situation with faint praise, and then it's another thing to be ridiculous. Now, we might try to get this up on social media a little later, but they have made available a um, sweatshirt that says, let it snow, and it's covered in beautiful white snowflakes. There's a little very happy Santa snowman figure behind a table that has a little like snowball christmas tree figure but in his hands is clearly some sort of long straw and literally on the blue table in front of him that says let it snow are three huge long white lines of snow what do you think that means sean i think it means some guys in the marketing research department decided they're going to try to Get this one through. See if they can get the sweaters made. Sneak one past the goalie? You know it. Well, and in fact, they did. This thing came out, and it happened. But if you look at this picture, I want you to look at it right now. This guy is both very excited. His pupils are wildly dilated. (laughs) Tell me what's in his hand right now is not a straw, and tell me those three lines in front of him on the table. What, what, What else could those literally possibly mean? I think you already captured it. That's cocaine right there. I would like to believe differently, but somebody made something weird happen. Now, again, kids, and I mean this in all sincerity, stay in school, don't do drugs. Sure, you can have some fun, but if you go too far down the path, it will ruin your life. Maybe. In any event, there is a guy by the name of Riff Raff, who is one of my favorite, favorite hip-hop artists, even though he's not very good. His Cranberry Vampire uh, tour is on the way, and Sunday, December 22nd, he rolls to the Twin Cities at the Caboose. And his song, now again, this is spelled differently, so I'm not sure what he's talking about exactly. I think this is K-O-K-A-Y-N-E. What do you want? What do you got there? That's correct. But the album cover is just priceless. We might have to post both the picture of the Cocaine Santa and the Cocaine album cover here from Yeah, Riff because Raff. he's holding a baby and a little a little baby dog. Because you know what? Riff Raff is on your side. He's got a great Minnesota story as well. We'll dig deeper into Riff Raff later on. In the meantime, thank you, Walmart, for reminding everybody what the real snow in Christmas is all about. I brought out the price, simple down the plate. We were up all night on cocaine. We were up all night on cocaine. We were up all night on cocaine. I brought out the price, simple down the plate. We were up all night on cocaine. We were up all night on cocaine. We were up all night on cocaine. They call me Johnny Quest, Quest, and it's a nice night. Now the ice break and I'm brighter than a lightning strike. Try to let me coast, glad I coast, coast, Pacific coast. I'm running keys to Jamaica. You say. 
by the Cranberry Vampire, but he's always been known as Riff Raff, and that is his song, Cocaine, is produced by Diplo. Now, kids, I'm not joking when I say stay in school, don't do drugs. Cocaine is bad for you. It's bad for the South American economy and the people who are involved. Stay off of it, but somehow it seems to, um, I don't know, made its way into Walmart, to say the very least. It uh, is the Brian Oak Show, by the way, and before we get to tonight's guest, I want to thank our primary studio sponsor and that would be our good friends at smart start mn speaking of making bad choices every once in a while you drink and then you drive now sometimes you're like no i'm right on the line i'm gonna make it it's fine other times you're blackout and you're making terrible terrible decisions regardless this is a bad move now that being said it still happens a lot to people should it happen and should you find yourself on the business end of a dui You need help. You need some support on your side. You need to find a way to get back to your regular life. You need to find a way to still get to work. You need to find a way to do the things that you have to do. And Smart Start MN are the people who will help you get there. Fantastic human beings. You can actually get to their website directly from ours. Just click on the Smart Start MN logo, and that'll take you to the Brian Oak Show page, and they'll actually give you 20% off. So whether you or a family member makes that mistake of drinking and driving and you want to be able to get to work and to be able to do other things uh, and still be able to drive for that six months that you don't have a traditional license, uh, they will give you that deal. And it's a lot more affordable than I think either you or I thought it would be. Uh, Not only more affordable, but like they can get you in there in a matter of days, which I didn't realize was a possibility. Like Nothing's written in stone, but when I looked at what they had available and what they did, I was startled and I wish that I had known that 20 years ago. I came up with a business idea for them over the weekend. Here we go. I think they should also do something else besides the ignition interlock. They should also like have helium balloons or something that blow up so people see it in your car and they're like, what is this thing? Oh, this? It makes balloons for kids. <laughs> like, So you got a couple of other couple other things going on, not just the ignition interlock. It'd be so, huge. So when you spend the effort to exhale into an ignition interlock, not only are you letting yourself drive, but you're providing balloons for children. In your white windowless van. That's not going to work. I in, any event, I... in any event, uh, Smart Start <laughs> MN, I'm sorry that Sean is part of this, and I'm sorry <laughs> that he did that. Um, we're actually trying to help the community, and thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, whereas Creepy McCreeperston here uh, wants to, do you have any puppies available or candy for the kids? Hey, the number one thing with advertising is it has to get people's attention. Wow. wow. I think we got their attention. What's the number two thing? His name is Sean Bernard, and I'm very glad to have him on board. You know, sometimes muscle memory. Muscle memory is the whole bit. In any event, here we are. It's the Brian Oak Show, and uh, here we are, episode nine. And for the first time, we have a repeat guest who I was actually very excited about. Um, She's very talented, and what's weird is when someone comes by to, I've done this so many times, I've been on this end of the thing, when you introduce someone, you're like, 
oh, they did this and this. They once invented this and that, and they also did the thing. I feel like I'm damning them with faint praise, and I, it, it's just, it's not, it doesn't ever feel satisfying at all. Um, hi, Colleen, how are you? Hi. Colleen Cruz is back with us once again. Colleen, I would like you, if you don't mind, and I didn't prep you for this at all, I would like you, pop quiz hotshot, give me your intro. <laughs> My intro? Who are you? I'm some goofball from up the street. <laughs> Somebody well, who's, who said, hey, I, yeah, I can talk for an hour. Yeah, wait, no, you I am t- a raconteur. I am a longtime Twin Cities waitress. I have, I, <laughs> I have waitressed longer than I have done anything else in my life. And uh, I would like to get everyone fries. And she brought her circular, what is that called? The tray? You well, brought that with you today. You didn't know what a tray was called? <laughs> well, you know, I'm used to the, the rectangular thing. trays. You're, Are you? You're the circle tray. The, yeah, the, the TV special trays. special thing, yeah. Yeah. You say yeah. that you would like to buy everyone fries. I would like, yeah, no, some, no, 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 no. I would like to deliver everyone fries. I don't have the money to Okay, I was going to say, like, I, I, even though that seems to be your life's work, there are no fries here. I know. It's okay. I was going to bring cookies, but no I didn't judgment. know what the deal was. Uh, in the months since I've seen you, has your life been all right? It's been super great. I just got back from Los Angeles. I visited my kid, both of my kids. I have adult children, and they live in Los Angeles and work in the film and television industry. Really? Yes, they do. My daughter is a producer, and my son, um, he does some kind of technical thing with commercials, and I don't really understand what he does. <laughs> I love that because I have, this, I have the same feeling. I have, a tw- I have an adult daughter. She's 21, and I kind of know what she does. She works at a place that I refer to as, have you ever watched uh, The Simpsons before? Yeah. The guy who goes, worst episode ever. <laughs> he works at a place on that show called The Android's Dungeon. Oh, wow. My daughter works at a place that's in real life that does very well locally, uh, successfully. They've got multiple you know, uh, uh, franchises. They've got multiple locations. The name, I don't want to say out loud. Of course not. Because they're not writing a check if they feel like it. You can, I'll mention your name all show long. That being said, the name is no less ridiculous or wonderful than the sure. Android's Dungeon. Sure. But that's where my daughter works. Like So it's a place where people show up to play their deck building and figure I used figuring to play Magic the games. Gathering. I did. I'm telling you. When? And I, when? When? Maybe about 15 years ago. So... So not like, and I'm 52. Literally without Magic the Gathering, my daughter's business does not exist. People, so they have, half their store is displays and games and all these wonderful things they sell. The other half are these long, long tables where without Magic the Gathering, this business does not exist. See, I like to dabble in a lot of different subcultures. So do I. But and I mean, that means you gotta, gathering... get, you gotta get your fingers dirty. You but... gotta go there. You gotta meet with the people. You gotta play your killer bees card. Tell, you tell her I used to own a killer bees card. I feel like you can't just dabble in Magic: The Gathering. I feel like if you're not invested, like the, when you sit down at the table, people are gonna be like, "What's up, pretender?" Well, yeah, but I don't. That doesn't offend me. That's the trick to dabbling in lots of different subcultures. You just can't. I am obtuse. I have. I, I can't. Uh, I am beyond getting offended. Like sometimes people, you know. I remember, you know, people asking me to leave places, and I just don't get it. You know, I'm totally sober. And I like, go, no, I'm yeah. Totally what are we gonna do here. now? <laughs> I mean, isn't that how I got here, Brian? What, I, I'm pretty mean? sure that's how I got here. She what just is, showed up. She wandered in. Yeah, that for is, the second that time. That is so not entirely true. <laughs> she was invited, and really, the fingers were crossed that she was going to come by. Uh, well, that's Colleen Cruz. I'm yeah. Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show, and um, one of the things that we, you know, we threw about a bunch of ideas back and forth, talking about the weather, talking about the seasons, but I think the thing that punched us both in the heart and the stomach and the baby maker this week is that uh, somebody really important died. Um, The guy who, you know, you and I, as you mentioned to me, we were both, I mean, we're both, so you're 52, I'm 51. We are both products of the Sesame Street generation. Mm -hmm. There are kids a little older who might also have gotten there at the very ground floor, but this has been a part of our lives for as long as we've had right lives yeah. right and so i remember in the early days you know i remember benjamin franklin like right like i mean like 
It was. It used to be for for a really, really like super almost translucent white kid who grew up in Coon Rapids. Uh-huh. There were there were Hispanic people. There were black people. Right, Susan were, and Gordon and Maria and Luis. And, uh, Mr. Hooper, there were Jewish people right. because he was the shop owner. Because, of course, there still had to be some sure. tropes. But, I mean, like, I'm like, oh, and they lived on this city street with brownstones. I'm like, well, I live in a really generic split-level house in a cul-de-sac yeah. in Coon Rapids. But growing up, the thing that the thing that always struck me was the kindness, the thoughtfulness, the... I just it, it, it brought more perspective than I other might otherwise might have had in my life. And did we decide if it was spiny or spinny? It's spinny. Carol Spinney uh, passed away just a couple of days ago at the age of eighty-five. That and was a nice run. He had that, a good that's run. A hell of, oh my! You talk about what he did for a living. It was a hell of a run. A making it to eighty-five because mm-hmm. I mean, like the over/under on me making it to fifty-five is. Pr- Ah. Check the Vegas odds. Um, but the fact that he was both uh, Oscar the Grouch and was the guy inside Big Bird is mind-bending. Yeah, talk about yin-yang. Seriously? In a can or in a bird? Well, and here's the weird thing. is like, as a kid, I'm like, I'm, I'm innocent. I'm like, oh, yay, everything's fine. It's good. Everything's fine. People are on your side. And then here's this really angry, like, a guy deeply in need of conditioner. Uh, like maybe a brush, <laughs> you know, something. Um, and he loves trash, and but he's also kind of angry all the time. And nobody, like, I didn't really know anybody who was like, I don't know, what he was that mad all the time. And they still like him. Everyone loved him, and he still, though, mm-hmm. even though he was mad and angry, and lived in a garbage can, he still was never a complete piece of shit to everybody around right. him. Right. Kind of the whole bit, right? Because, uh, you know, in the Bible, they say, you know, when when somebody's angry, I, here's our little Bible moment. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. It's just coming out of my mouth right now, but it's if, if, Bible, if, if, Colleen's if Bible re- moment. <gasps> no, and they say you're, you're Careful being, what you say out loud. You're being. <laughs> you might be making a bit right now. <laughs> no. You know, when you're, you're, you're nice to a mean person, it's like heaping hot coals upon their head. So maybe that's what they were trying to do. It was a, it was a double F you to, to Oscar. I don't think so. I think they were just obtuse like me and just were like, yeah, whatever. That's your gig. You're going to be a, a dink. But I also think they were as... as I can say dink, right? Of course, because okay. he said fucks. So. <gasps> what is your favorite... Before we go on and talk about the importance of the children's television workshop. Okay. Big Bird. Oscar the Grouch. Snuffleupagus, the lessons that we all learned being the Sesame Street generation, just to get it out of your system. I feel like you're like, can I say dink? Right. What's your favorite swear word? Today? Because you asked me this last time. Yep, and And today's a different day. Today's a different day. All right. What is it today? Going through the Rolodex, shit gibbon. (laughs) I like that one. I like you one. Uh, are we ready to hear Oscar the Grouch? I am. Is that cool? Yeah. So uh, I know that you picked a different one, and we are going to hear it. And we're also going to hear the one that you saw when you were in L.A. very recently. Nice. Um, I think that anybody who's listening right now, if you... D- now, again, oh, I have so much more to talk about. Because in later years, there's the one, uh, Elmo, the, the the screechy voice. Right. I the lo- Howie I, Mandel dude. Yeah, I, I lost touch with that. And then even more... There were some, like, so many screechy voices, and even though I know it was important to kids. You know why? Because you lost the magic, Mr. Oak. You crossed the threshold. You no longer have the ruby slippers. You grew facial hair. You're doomed. (laughs) Son of a bitch. You know what happened? I turned into Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. There it is. There it is. Here's I Love Trash. What are you doing anyway? Well, it looks like you're, you know, making a mess or something. Well, I wouldn't say it's exactly beautiful, Oscar. Well, I would. Just look at it all. What a beautiful junky mess of rotten, rusty, mangy, musty, crummy, beautiful trash. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. 
anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. I have here a sneaker that's tattered and worn. It's all full of holes and the laces are torn. A gift from my mother the day I was born. I love it because it's trash. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. Here's some more rotten stuff. I have here some newspaper, 13 months old. I've wrapped this inside it. It's smelly and old. But I wouldn't trade it for a big pot of gold. I love it because it's trash. Yes, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. Now look at this rest of junk. Five o'clock, it won't work. And then no telephone. A broken umbrella, a rusty trombone. And I am delighted to call them my own. I love them because they're trash. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or stingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love, I love, I love trash. Oscar the Grouch, he lived in a garbage can right there on Sesame Street, and he would be quick with a way to cut someone down, but he was never evil. He was never dark. He was never terrible, but he... He informed children the whole the whole magic of Sesame Street was they gave you the full breadth of experience, but they also taught you to tolerate and they taught you to understand. They taught you to listen. And even when Oscar was spiraling, like when Oscar was getting like shitty dark, right? And it happened. And we all remember <laughs> yeah. that when we were kids. He never lost it completely. He was never even though he was a garbage monster, he was never entirely a garbage monster. Unfortunately, the reason we're playing that is that Carol Spinney, the puppeteer who brought characters like Oscar the Grouch from Big Bird to life, he died this past Sunday. And, you know, I don't think any of us probably knew his name before two days ago. I didn't know his name before two days ago. But to think about the impact that Big Bird or Oscar the Grouch had on me as a very, very small child. And then once again, when my child became a small child and you sat there and watched it with them, Kind of a huge deal, right, mm-hmm. Colleen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it was neat that you could share it. That's what I thought because my kids were born 88 and 91, and I, I just thought it was something that was, you know, it's kind of like The Simpsons. It's going to go on forever, or you right. hope it goes on forever, yeah. right? It's like a something you can hang your hat on, that universe, right? So, yeah. The universe still exists. It's just... Um, it's different now on HBO. Sesame Street's on HBO. What? Yeah. I'm not... Apparently, I've been living under a rock. What do you mean it's on HBO? Sesame Street is on HBO. It's no longer on PBS. PBS? Uh-uh. So you have to pay to see Sesame Street? Well, it didn't die, though. HBO snapped it up. and well, Which is so cool, and I'm glad. Yeah. So is it still the children's television? Work? I mean, I know things have changed. I know that we... Right. I'm not. I'm not naive enough to be like, well, but in my day, Colleen, like we just. It was I, our I day. came home and it was it was our day. But then I watched that, and then I watched Electric Company. Did you ever watch oh, Electric Company? Three, two, one, contact. <gasps> Whenever there's trouble, they're there on the double. <laughs> they're the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. You think I didn't watch Three, Two, One, Contact? Right. What about Zoom? You ever oh, watch any Zoom? I, oh yeah. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, mm-hmm. all of it. So, again, it was a different time. And I know it's fun to listen to Grandpa and Grandma talk about a great old era. <laughs> yeah. but, it, it, but it was important. It informed a certain mentality and attitude. And getting back to Carol Spinney, so Grout, uh, Oscar the Grouch was could often be kind of a dick, but not like a total dick, just like sort of like a... Why is that guy so mad? But it made you think because, you know, no matter where you live in life, no matter who you are, 
there are people who are a little, for lack of a better term, grouchy. Didn't, didn't you know the grumpy guy? Who was the grumpy guy in your neighborhood? For me, it was this guy, Jeff Brisson's dad. And he had, that's his real name. I don't know. Maybe the guy's here around. I hope who not. Who cares? Give it to right. him. <laughs> His Take dad, that, Jeff his Brisson. Dad was a, yeah, his give him dad, the business. His dad was the yelling dad. Yeah. Like, and it was, what was funny is when I, in my neighborhood, when I was a kid, everybody thought my dad was terrifying, but <laughs> I was used to him. But Jeff Brisson's dad, he would yell at everybody. That was know? my dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. My dad okay. was the Marine out of Vietnam right. that would thought that we all should be in the Marines, too. So, <laughs> And the neighbor kids should be in the what Marines. What the hell are you kids doing <laughs> out here? Right. Really? So like, it, it, <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, it, it just sort of put everything, it categorized everything for you. You yeah. know, that there's the grumpy guy and there's, the, I know somebody like Mr. Hooper and I know somebody like Big Bird. And well, yeah. right? a lot of the show was about, those shows were about inclusivity, but I really contend that it was because of all these parents that were coming off the drug phase in the 60s oh, and early sure. 70s. Free to be you and me with Marlo Thomas. Oh. And and they sucked at parenting, so they're like, we need to have TV Whatever, programs. Man, give them a key to the house. Put it around <laughs> yeah, their neck. Exactly. Now, we'll, uh, they'll be fine. I would argue. Put the TV on. We'll just put some... Vowels on, man. It'll be great. They'll no, love the vowels. Today's brought vowels. to you by letter B. Yeah. Do you know why I do you know why I count things? It's because I love to count. It was a good pie. distraction. But here's the deal. Early on, Sesame Street was it was really a show to, like sort of targeted at people who live in urban areas, not for the suburban kids. Right. But as the uh, as the suburbs sort of like proliferated, there was a, there was a change. But if you go back to the very early days, my wife has a couple of records of the earliest output of Sesame Street, and this is not for square white suburban kids. This is for kids that live in diverse urban neighborhoods. Man, Roosevelt Franklin. I mean, he was he was sort of the star in the first couple of years of that show, and for me, that was an eye opener. Again, I grew up in the North Suburban Cultural Corridor. Thank you, Marty Greninger. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of like Roosevelt Franklin Elementary School going on there. It was a really sort of genuine, delicious, delicious eye opener. I don't know that I learned anything important, but later on, I'm like, oh, I gained perspective. Colleen, where'd you grow up? The East Side. East side of St. Paul. Has there been a single guest we've had on the show that hasn't grown up on St. Paul's <laughs> Rock like, and East Side? Are you kidding? Who are, what other East Siders? We're taking care of all cool. the East Siders first. You know, every single guest. I'm like, hey, again, I'm not trying to dig deep on lives. It's in like, the water. They're like, St. Paul's Rock and East Side. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, peppercorns. Yeah, pain reliever. No, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Cool. That wasn't the question I meant to ask. But you grew up closer to... A more diverse community than I yeah. ever did. I grew up in the whitest part of Minnesota in the late 70s and early 1980s. Well, in the 70s, it was both Polish and Germans. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty white. I mean, so you... Yeah. yeah. There was a demarcation. You were over almost 30% of East Germany at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There was like... There was a demarcation. We had literal train tracks separating yeah. us from the housing projects and stuff. But at school, we all mixed. Right. Yeah. Well, I just, so, it, it, so I, I feel like Sesame Street was, well, it took me for a while to recognize it, and I never really got to see it when I was a little kid. It offered me insight into things I didn't understand, also styles of music. Also, I can't remember if it was Electric Company or Sesame Street. Do you remember the whole pinball animated bit? Like, oh, one, yeah. two, That's three, electric four, com- five, six, six seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, ten eleven, Street. twelve. Uh, uh, elf. Pointers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> guess what? Fun fact? Yeah. Pointer Sisters. No way. Really? Yep. Wow. I, did, I learned that with my previous coworker, who I miss dearly, whose name rhymes, rhymes with Bill Smiley. Um, but we both did a little digging when that came up one time, and Pointer Sisters did that particular track. There was so much cool stuff. And on Electric Company, who'd we have? We had... Um, Rita Moreno. Oh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Is there... I mean, both of them, like, just... And you're like, oh, and as a kid, you're like, these guys are really interesting, and they're fun, and I'm learning, but you don't really know what's happening. They had an angry guy, too, J. Arthur Crank. It's <sighs> a great Remember J. Name. Arthur Crank? I don't. I don't either. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little All research right. when I get tell. home. I don't know. J- I, I, I just remember he was the angry <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So here we are. We are just over the 50-year anniversary of the Children's Television Workshop. We have just, at the age of 85, lost uh, the guy who performed Carol Spiney. Or Spinney? 
Spinny. I know I'm going to keep screwing up his name. That's I apologize. Okay. No dead. disrespect. Well, no, it's not okay. No disrespect to the deceased. I no. He doesn't care. Dead, That's what I'm dead saying. Dead people don't he doesn't download care, podcasts. But also, there are people that are like, like, how dare you? He was Big Bird. Regardless, um, we go back. You know, this show, the Children's Television Workshop, and the earliest days of Sesame Street go back more than 50 years. They did this a couple times. Then when there was the English reiteration of The Muppet Show, and even since then, they've done this song several times, easily, if not the, one of the most iconic songs in the history of Muppets. Why'd you pick this song? Because once you hear it, it'll be there for days. And days and days right. and days. She's it'll clean. get the Christmas music out of your head. I want Christmas music in my head, but not everyone does. So instead, let's go with Muppets. Here it is, Manamana. There's only about 25 versions of that song, but that was the choice of Colleen Cruz. And before we get back to talking about the many fascinating things that Colleen Cruz has on the not-too-distant horizon, I do want to thank another one of our sponsors, Great River Radon Mitigation. Now, according to Cancer.org, in an article dated October 31st of this past year, the leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers is exposure to radon gas. And that's according to the EPA, which used to mean something before it was gutted by the current administration. But that was when they still did hard science. It still matters. Radon, it is a noble gas, but when it breaks down, it fills your basement and your low, lower levels with things that will genuinely put you at risk. That's not a cool thing. And we have a good friend by the name of Laurie over at Great River Radon Mitigation. You can reach her at 612-710-2216. Again, that 612-710-2216. Here's the deal. You don't automatically have it. We're not trying to panic anyone, but it doesn't hurt to check because, like, my daughter moved to the basement when she was about 15. She's like, screw upstairs. I'm going downstairs. This is where the darkness and the weirdness happens. I'm like, whoa, 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 that was my hangout. You know, I gave that up because, you know, your kids. That being said, we checked it for radon. We're cool. You need to check it for radon. If you're cool, you're cool, but if you're not... Great River Radon Mitigation can help you do what you need to do to mitigate the radon in your basement. Does that sound about right? It does. So text Laurie and she'll even give you a $100 test, right? 
She'll yeah. do the test for 100 bucks. Exactly. Normally, it's more than that. But because this is part of the Brian Oak Show, which, by the way, Laurie, thank you very much. You can get her directly at 612-701-2216, or you can reach the main office at 612-701-2215. By the way, I would like to thank Colleen Cruz very much for putting that song in my head for, I don't know, what's the over-under, two months, three mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And it's actually wonderful to have you back, Colleen. Thanks for having me. So before we get to what you've been up to lately and what you have in the near future, which apparently, I don't know, like there's some men in black showed up and they're like, don't you fucking talk about it. Don't you fucking talk about it, Brian. Right. It got real dark in here real fast. Yeah. Um, Is your life treating you well right now? Life is great. I just got back. Okay. I got to tell you. So I got back from L.A. Every Thanksgiving I go to L.A. and I visit my adult children are grown-ups and i have no power over them anymore i have no i can't uh, they live their own financial lives i have no i can't put a embargo on cell phone minutes or anything like that (laughs) weird what's that like by the way because i have a 21 year old that still lives at home and i gave up control over her at least eight or nine years ago but like (laughs) having adult children that live elsewhere is that cool is it weird is it terrifying is it wonderful well it's all of those things all at the same time i forget how much i miss them until i see them and then i miss them terribly yeah and uh but then i'm also glad i had kids early so i'm really happy that I don't have kids, and it, that's really an interesting thing. I just have a dog now, so it's kind of like, hey, I get to do whatever I want. This is amazing. What kind know? of dog? Oh, she's a uh, golden border retriever. So, like, I mean, when you take her for a walk, she's got sort of those big handful hot turds that you still have to pick up in a oh, plastic for sure. bag. Yeah, I mean, like, like, a, like a full handful. Yeah. Like, there are small dogs where you're like, oh, this is easy. This yep. is a walk on don't give me that look, Sean, because here's the deal. I, I get given a hassle all the time, like, why are you a dog guy? I'm like, because I remember going out with a friend once and walking their Akita, and it was almost a two-handful, <laughs> gigantic <laughs> warship <laughs> torpedo I'm, of hot you know, excrement in a bag. And I'm like, he's like, I'll just wrap this up and wrap it around my hand. I'm like... Oh, and I know long bag. I'm a nerd to poop. Most women are. I know. I know. Again, agreed. I've had a child. Yeah. I'm not against dogs, but the fact that cats put all the even when it's a when it's a stinky missive that they don't bother to cover up, it's still right there in that one spot. The thought of coming out in the spring and just spending weeks shoveling. Well, you pick it up all the time. That's what you do. Oh. You're not selling it. In any way, I, I apologize. I apologize. I will, I will back up. I will back up. So you have this wonderful dog, and all you have now is a dog. Ah, all but- I have now is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I have now is a dog. I go out to L.A. This is the, the funny thing. So, and now they made Thanksgiving dinner. Before, I used to go out there, and I'd pay for a Thanksgiving oh. dinner for all of us at a family, at a huge restaurant, right? Old and country now they buffet? Said, no, you know, something they'd pick out that yeah, would yeah. cost me a few hundred bucks, right? Wow. And so, but this Now they time, make it. They made it. Is they it made any good? everything. And it was delicious. <gasps> they made a ham. They made a turkey. They made stuffing. They made some fancy kind of thing. And I all I had to do was go there and sit down and play Lominos, right? Or whatever. And so, and the kids were drinking. I don't drink anymore. And they were drinking and they were having fun. And I I think it's fun to be around people that are drinking because I watched the progression. <laughs> It's pretty predictable. It's pretty predictable. I have I have really funny kids. My yeah. kids are really funny. They make me laugh. Weird. How did and, that happen? And I don't know. But she, huh. but my daughter, you know, and then as the night goes on, they start telling me more and more stuff about what's happening in their oh. jobs and their lives and everything. And my daughter told me that she she had a break between jobs um, because she started this new job. She told me that she did acid. Right. And I have never we had a drug talk a thousand years ago. And I said, you know, um, I've never done cocaine. I was always terrified of it. I've never done acid. I've never done mushrooms. I've done pot and alcohol. Is this your daughter talking or is this you? No, that's what I I told her like a million years ago. And I said, you know, I, I think, you know, it's pretty obvious. You know, you don't know anybody who I mean, people don't get addicted to LSD. I don't think. No, but but if they've done enough of it. You can recognize them coming down right. the street for sure. For <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, I'm not exactly. worried about that. She's she's right. way too type right. A. But they they and and then she said I did I did. Uh, they went to Palm Springs. They rented out a huge house, 
and their little their little spouses, right? Their boyfriend and their uh, my daughter's boyfriend and my son's girlfriend. They all went to this place with a couple of other friends too, and they all dropped acid. And they're telling me about it, and I had uh-huh. questions because I, I, you know, did your face melt? Did you see colors differently? What kind of music did you listen to? You know, what kind of music did they listen to? They, I know <laughs> they couldn't tell me because if someone's like, "Oh, we listen to Sublime," I'm like. You did it wrong. They, they, you, could, you, they couldn't No tell more me. acid for you. But, but they told me, I asked my son, I said, well, what happened? And he said, I, I felt that I entered a realm where peace was possible for everyone. And I just said, well, well, that's, honey, that's neat. <laughs> it's like a modern day Christmas carol. Oh, you know, there's God, peace for and everyone. What am I going to say, right? I mean, like... But that's the whole bit with acid. Again, I'm not saying I've ever done acid. Hmm. You're not saying it. Okay. Over under on the chance that I've ever done acid, Colleen Cruz. Well, I don't know. You're a music guy. I assume, you know. I don't play music. Like, I just am close to music. But, you know, those are R- the, Relatively articulate. I'm going to say you have done acid. I'm going to assume you have. How dare you? <laughs> my, 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 my solicitors will be in touch. <laughs> No. Uh, uh, what would I know? Okay. Um. We're not going to go down that path. So your kids, <laughs> your kids did admit that they did that. And but as a mom, you're like, well, you seem like you still got your shit in order. Everything's I'm not okay. Afraid of them getting hooked on acid. They knew they well, did it the right get way. Hooked they on went... acid, but like you know, I mean, like so, or like it being a gateway thing. I, to... I, a gateway to what? What's stronger than acid? A gateway to Mars? And seriously. Now again, I'm not. Uh, I'm not someone who lives in judgment, and I may have done a little experimentation in my life. I don't want my kids to grow up with shame. You know, that's the thing. I don't want them to grow up with with unnecessary shame for for anything. That's great. You know, you you can you can feel shame for the things that you should feel shameful about, right? Like being mean, being a, yeah. a dink. Mm-hmm. But you know, for dropping acid in a safe space with friends. You know, two things I want to follow up before we get to your song is um, acid's not for everyone. If someone tells you it's like just getting really drunk, it's not. The universe will break down on a molecular level from what I've read in magazine articles. That being said, your attitude towards it is the healthiest thing possible. And talking to your kids about any experience they might have, no matter what direction they're heading, be it drugs, be it a new lifestyle, whatever. You're the best. Well oh, done, Colleen Cruz. Um, you went to L.A. and I you... I did. We caught a show. The Anna Gassner from Saturday Night Live. Anna Gassner. I can't... I never know how to say her name. Yeah. But she has... Super funny. Super sharp. Super bright. Who knew? Did she I can... say shart? Because I meant sharp. I think you did. I didn't mean super sharp. That was <laughs> that was actually the opposite of what I meant to say. I meant to say that's super... Your super... That's your superhero name. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> It's, we're getting closer every day. I meant super sharp because okay. I'm also a huge fan. Please continue. Okay, so we went to uh, this, this this place in uh, in L.A. called Largo. It's like their version of the Bryant Lake Bowl, right? Okay, yeah. And so it's a smaller theater, and she, I didn't, I thought we were in the show was called Sugar and Booze. Went to its site, not knowing anything, and she's there with a little big band. And she's singing a full album's worth of songs. And she wow. has an amazing voice. And she's even written a couple of the songs on the album. And you can get it anywhere. You can get get it on our Amazon. But, uh, yeah, the name of the album is Sugar and Booze. And this is my favorite song from, from that album. St. Nicholas, he looks ridiculous, oh what a pickleness he's in. Jumping chimney, he's stuck in the chimney again. And there he goes again, he looks so full of stuffing, huffing and a puffing with his fluffy muffin grin. Jumping chimney, he's stuck in the chimney again. And there he goes again, he gets himself in such a fix. When he gets stuck, he really sticks. If you hear him shout and you don't pull him out, there'll be no 
presents underneath the tree from old Saint Nicholas when it's icicleless and whiskers tickleless the chin jumped in the chimney he stuck in the chimney again Again, he gets himself in such a fix When he gets stuck, he really sticks If you hear him shout and you don't pull him out There'll be no presents underneath the tree From old St. Nicholas When it's icicleless and whiskers tickleless The chin jumping Jiminy He's stuck in the chimney again Jump in Jiminy, stuck in the chimney again. Jump in Jiminy, stuck in the chimney again. Anna Gasteyer, who is best known for being a longtime member of SNL, and in that time, she has done quite a few celebrity impressions, including but not limited to Martha Stewart, Celine Dion, Joan Rivers, Kathy Griffin, B. Arthur, Hillary Clinton, Lisa Kudrow. She is wildly talented, but you're telling me that, like, without any sort of irony or sort of, uh, you know, sort of a wink and a nod, just wildly talented in person. Unbelievable voice. Tell, Live, tell me about the course. show. She came out. I didn't know what to expect. So we were in the very front row, got there early, got great seats, and this band comes out, and they're all in uh, holiday yarmulkes and, and, uh, and hats. And she comes running out, and she's in this sweet little green mini dress with the fringe all over it, and she just... Goes right into a song, and then the and then she had banter between every single song, and of course the banter was amazing because it was just at a higher level than most banter is because it had a point and it was you know but it seemed like it was right off the top of her head. So. I think a lot of people out there in the world think, oh, I'm funny. I could I could be a stand up or I could do like funny stuff, and I feel even more than dramatic acting. Like all you have to do is watch Al Pacino yell for five movies in a row and be like. Dramatic acting is not that interesting. I believe that comedic timing and comedic acting is among, I'm not saying that it's brain surgery. I'm not saying that it's rocket science, but I'm saying that if you talk about being a performer, doing that kind of stuff live, I don't know if there's anything that requires more precise timing or more of the X factor than being a comedic performer. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. Well, only because you're one of the best, right? Uh, no, because I failed so many, wow. <laughs> so many times at it. You know, I mean, that's part of it. You you go up there to fail. Seriously, really? Well, yeah. I thought you went up there to win. Nope, you go up there to fail, and then eventually get to the win. So you fail eight times for every win you get. After twenty five, after twenty five years in radio, am, am I doing this podcast to fail until I win? No. <laughs> No. Somebody told me a long time ago. They said, "What are you? What are you most proud of about your kids?" And I said, "I'm I'm proud of that they're great losers, right?" And and they laughed. And yeah. I and I because you it's 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 all about the bounce back. It's you know yeah. you're gonna right. are they resilient or not? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's it. If you can't take a punch in the stomach and then get back up and do it again and again and again. Now that I can totally relate to. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're involved in a bunch of projects, which I was contacted by Cattle Prod and told that I can't bring anything up about. <laughs> but maybe at some point in the not too distant future, yeah. we'll be able to talk about those things. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm really sort of, boring. With, my, I'm so boring these with days. With some sort of tough guy's neck on my throat. This is the most exciting thing that I'm doing right now talking to you don't damn yourself with faint praise that's that's one of the saddest things i've heard during this whole holiday season why this is super fun it's super fun but you're colleen cruz uh by the way colleen cruz thank you very much thanks for having me nice to see you again and we'll talk to you again very very soon can't wait hopefully at some point when you're willing to talk about your future (laughs) but apparently everything's 
mired in mystery right now. Before we call it a night, I do want to thank the good people at AudioQuip. They have hooked us up. We're in a brand new studio, by the way, the Smart Start MN Studios. I'm not going to tell you where they are because much like Colleen Cruz's future, it's uh, it's behind barbed wire and it is not allowed to be talked about that being said we'll talk more about it soon but in addition to having our own dedicated space that we don't have to share with anybody lest we feel like it but it's kind of a cool clubhouse right now um we want to uh, we want to thank everybody and audio equip have hooked us up with some of the best gear that i've ever been talking into in my whole life sean is that fair i think it's i think it's close You are diff- you're a tough nut to crack. So, Nate and every one of your members of your crew over there at AudioQuip, A-U-D-I-O-Q-U-I-P, AudioQuip.com. What they normally do is hook you up with the audio equipment you need for a gig or a corporate gig or something that you have to go to where you need real equipment. Luckily, most podcasts don't get audio equipment like this, but we have thanks to the generosity and the largesse of the good people over at AudioQuip. So, thanks to them. Uh, thanks to Dave. Gatsmer, luckily I've only known him for 30 years, so I got his name wrong. Also known as PlugIndustries.com if you want to find him online. And also um, Rebecca Slater, who did the photography for our new website. Her website is ByRebeccaStudios.com. Now, it's not like By Felicia. It's like B-Y, Rebecca, (laughs) not By Rebecca. No, 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 not at all. BYRebeccaStudios.com. If, yes, of course she does uh, graduations and special events, all that kind of stuff. But maybe your website could use a little tune up. I'm telling you right now, she's pro. Go take a look at our website, BrianOakShow.com. Uh, thanks to speaking of that website, uh, Amy Stubblefield Barthel. She does a great job and she did a really nice job over there. Is there anyone I'm forgetting? Me. Who are you? I'm with you, Diana Realty. Oh, Sean Bernard, you are with Adina Realty. Give me a, a give me give me the elevator speech on why anyone would bother to buy or sell a house with you. Because it's going to be fun. Number one, whoa, it's a stressful whoa, whoa. it's a stressful thing to do to buy or sell a house. So yeah. I've never said this before, but I'm making a promise right now that you will laugh at least once and probably at me directly is it is it a cry laugh or is it a genuine laugh it depends on what happens if i do the stunt fall just because i know you're you and your spouse are really stressed out and i just like face plan into the snow to make you laugh to ease the pressure then it's just fine i think what he's saying is there's nothing he won't do to sell or buy your home and how can he keep his prices so low because he's crazy <laughs> it's crazy days and he died a realty <laughs> anyway his name is sean bernard and he actually is a good guy i've known him for 25 years there's a reason we're in business together i can't seem to remember off the top of my head what that reason is that being said if people want to get a hold of you how would they do so 612-859-2594 if you didn't catch that back up your streaming device and then uh or you can reach me at sean bernard at edinarealty.com uh thank you for everything sean also colleen thank you very much oh man super fun thank i'd you. love to promote whatever you have coming up in the future but apparently it's locked down tighter than the x-files so uh, we'll have to talk sometime when it all becomes available when the new revelation <laughs> of the world around us is revealed um i had a guest all locked down for two nights from tonight totally bailed can't do it so Don't worry, though. It's going to be amazing. It'll be amazing. I know a lot of really interesting, fun people. Maybe we'll spend a whole hour talking about realty and realtors. That's the lamest cricket. Was that a cricket? I think. Maybe a cricket with really fat legs. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention tonight was that one of my favorite people in the world. So people often ask me, like, hey, if you weren't didn't do radio for 25 years or you weren't sort of a fledgling and struggling, floundering uh, podcast guy, what would you be? The thing I always wanted to do when I was young, I loved science. Science was always my bit. Now, the problem with science is I loved reading Like, say you grab one of those proper scientific journals, right? Like actual publishing journals where people build their careers on. The first two paragraphs, I am down. I am in. I'm like, fascinating. (laughs) And then by about paragraph three and a half, there's like math so deep (laughs) that you're like, oh, 
<laughs> oh, you're like, I'm never going to have an erection again. Yeah, no. Um, it's um, and and that's fine. And I love science. I was actually going to be when I was in college. I'm like, I like working at the radio station. But what I really want to do is be an astronomer. And then I did a little digging, just very little. And I'm like, so you literally spent point zero two percent of your entire professional career looking through a telescope, and the rest of it doing the deepest math that anyone's ever thought of. I was like. Oh, nope, 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 nope. And so I still find myself fascinated by science, fascinated by space, fascinated by cosmology. I'm just so glad that there are smarter people than me, more dedicated people than me that want to do it. And more importantly, since I'm not as deep on math and science and all that stuff as anybody else, I'm glad that there are people who are good at at understanding it, but even better, breaking it down for the layperson. This is one of my favorite things in the world. Carl Sagan, obviously, one of the greatest of all time. Carl Sagan changed, when I was a kid, my nature of it, and I always fell in love with it. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson came along, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was a protege of Carl Sagan, but he was also this great sort of unique person in his own right. And I was so enamored of Neil deGrasse Tyson that I went out of my way to spend more money than I can afford on VIP tickets to see a couple of his live shows. He would go on tour, and he would come out. And there was one night where afterwards there was a Q&A session, and he had Bill Nye the Science Guy oh, on the wow. phone. And um, I just I love learning about the nature of all of it because I don't know if you've heard, Colleen, the universe is giant. Like, it's you can't really the galaxy is too big to think about my son just did acid i heard all about it (laughs) you know i would i would spend i know for a fact that carl sagan used to smoke weed in the shower because he wrote a very famous article about it like no i get some of my best ideas when i've got i'm high and in the shower i'm like bet you do you weirdo you delicious <laughs> wonderful gigantic amazing weirdo i can't say that the same thing about neil degrasse tyson but he did just mention that in 2020 there's a new season of cosmos coming back which was originally carl sagan's and now is neil degrasse tyson's and i don't care if it's on fox i wouldn't care if it was on the hitler network the fact that there is a show that makes people think about cosmology the nature of existence, the nature of the universe, I don't care where it comes from as long as it's a pure piece of science and an interesting piece and something the average person can understand makes all the difference to me. God bless us, everyone. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thanks, Colleen Cruz. Thank you, Sean. Um, what was your last name again? Barnard. I'm not sure that's true. I'll get, I'll get deep on that. Here's a great old I'm song by Carl Sagan. singing songs, but uh, here's, here's a try.
Recently, we've waded a little way up. 